Wayne Selden, you always say the best defender. Is the reason he hasn't shot particularly well until the last two games the defense taken out of his legs? What's your theory on that? Uh, no, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, I, I think. Uh, uh, I think his mom came to town. He got a new haircut. There's really a lot of important intangibles going on on, on why he shot it well. So, uh, but hopefully he's on an uptick. And, and uh, I think he went eight of thirteen from three this past weekend. And uh, uh, which obviously we're a different team when when Wayne plays like that. He was he was really really good. Um, he's guarding better. And when you worry about the right things, I think you shoot it better. I think sometimes. You put pressure on yourself to make shots whenever things aren't going well, and and he hasn't done that as much of late because he's worried about other things, and so he's he's handled pretty well. But you know, you look at it, he hadn't shot it well, <clears throat> like he's capable of shooting it. But for the season, I could be wrong on this, Gary. You can correct me. I think he's right at forty percent from three, and, and and if you'd have told me that he would shoot forty percent, we would really be happy. Where he hasn't shot the ball as well as from two. Uh, inside the arc, and he needs to do a better job of finishing when he goes to the hole. But uh, you know, I, I think he's. I think his perimeter shooting has actually been pretty good. How much more dangerous is a team like Oklahoma State after being able to go on the road and win at a hostile place like that and find a way to get a victory? Well, I, I think uh, I think Dave, uh, uh, it's easier to prepare for the next game when you're in good spirits over the last game. So. Uh, you know, by if you play on Wednesday or Tuesday, by Saturday, you would think that kids would have a chance to recover, whether it's a, a, a draining game and you win or whether it's an emotional loss, whatever, uh, especially in league play where, where, where there's definitely ups and downs. To me, I think the two-day turnaround is more important uh, for uh, – uh, for mental preparation, having one on Saturday if you play on Monday, uh, losing on Saturday sometimes I think is more draining, and you don't you don't get as much done on Sunday, which makes your preparation not as good for Monday. But 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 I, I they'll, they'll be ready to play regardless if they'd won or not last night. But if if I was their coach, I would definitely feel better about guys being enthused and excited for practice and excited for scout report and things like that after an emotional win like that. It was a great win last night they had. Bill Brandon's numbers from a three and, and league player just almost unheard of. Uh, can you? Is it too early to talk about him as far as just how good a shooter he is, and and also your team in general is just is, is really looking good from beyond the arc. Well, I, I think we got a, we've got a good shooting team. Uh, we haven't shot it well consistently, but we've we in league play once we got into the league we've shot a little bit better. But hey, uh, uh, regardless if Brandon's stats are. 40% or 50% or 60%, uh, the, the, the guy can really shoot the ball. I mean, he's, he's probably as good a shooter as we've had since I've been here. Uh, maybe from a percentage standpoint, you know, you could say Rush, uh, you know, maybe Tyrell. I think Brady led the league in three-point shooting one year. But, but to me, Brandon makes real shots. I mean, he jumps up and just shoots the ball. Uh, and shoots it with confidence, and, and uh, I think he's, you know, he doesn't take as many shots, but I think he's probably as good a shooter as we've had since we've been here. Do you think you guys need to shoot more threes, or are you okay with what you guys have done so uh, far? I think game situations determine how many threes you shoot. Uh, sometimes teams take away things. Sometimes they, they don't. Sometimes they want to trap the post to take away their bigs, and then that could open up some things. Uh, sometimes there's a lot of offensive rebounds, which create – more three-point opportunities or transition, which create more three. I, th I think a lot of it just depends on 
the game, but historically 30% of our shots historically have been threes, and I think we're close to being right on that again this year. Cliff has 10 points and 13 rebounds in the last three games combined, and minutes are down. Is this kind of the freshman wall? I mean, Curie last year they played 26 games, and you're 22 now. He's played more than the other freshmen, kind of different situation for him compared to them. But is it that, or is it something else? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he's hit a, hit a wall by any stretch. Uh, but, but you know, he hasn't scored the ball as much lately. But, but if you look at how he scored in other games, it's off of penetration. It's not off of, uh, you know, catching the ball in the post and making post moves as, or scoring over people as much as it is drop-offs and offensive rebounds and, and uh, transitions. So I, I, I think Cliff's doing fine. Uh, you know, we can say his minutes are down. You know, when you you know maybe down two minutes a game or three minutes a game or whatnot, but but we've actually had some guys step up. I thought Landon played really well uh, the last game, uh, uh, obviously uh, against Iowa State, and he didn't even play against K State. So you know, you, so you, you know that's kind of how we're doing it. And I know it's not really seem like it's fair to kids, but we've got a rotation of eight, and if those eight are playing well, we may not get to nine and ten. If we got a rotation of eight and they're not playing well or foul problems creep in, which is what happened against uh, uh, against Iowa State, we put Landon in, and he actually performs as well or better than some of the guys that were playing the minutes before, so we, we run with him. But that's kind of how we've kind of evolved, and, and so I, I wouldn't read into that very much. Bill, getting back to the three-point shooting, it is like around, I think, 30% of your shots usually are from three. How did do you have a system and then it just goes to that number or do you do you have you thought okay that's a good percentage of shots? No, no, we haven't done anything yeah. to talk about that. It's just the way we play, that's just what it is. Uh, uh, the way we play this year it seems like to me it'd be more. It'd be, I, and it may be a, a percentage or two uh, points more, but usually we play inside out and, and uh, uh, that's how I want to play. Even if we don't shoot inside, at least play behind, throwing it inside. And we haven't done that near as much this year. But but theoretically, uh, uh, you know, I, I think that's a pretty good percentage for us. Maybe some schools are forty percent or thirty-five or twenty-five or whatnot. But based on our history and the success that that we've had uh, with our shot selection over the years, I think thirty percent is a pretty good number for us. Coach, each year, uh, how big of a goal is it for you? to win the conference opposed to just kind of being a byproduct of winning a lot of basketball games? Well, I think it's a goal every year to win your league. Uh, I think it's a, I think that's the goal of everybody that plays in a league is to win the league. So we, we, put, a, we put a lot of emphasis on winning the league. We don't talk about it a ton. Uh, we, you know, we huddle up and say Big 12 champs at the end of each practice. That's sometimes the extent of our talk about it. But, but uh, uh, it, you know, it's too early to be – Looking at the league race and said, "Oh, well, we got to do this and this, or we're in pretty good shape." Or well, we don't, you know, all we got to do is just go play well in Stillwater. Uh, so that's how I look at it. And at the Iowa State game, we never once mentioned the league race to our guys. We talked about getting a chance to play a really good Iowa State team. So uh, it, it's it's something in our, that that is important to our players. I mean, if if you're a team uh, of of guys, I mean, do you want to be the team that didn't do it? I mean, you want to be the one that 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 obviously wasn't able to do what all the players that came before you were able to do. I, so there, there's some pride there, and we're able to sell that, you know, throughout a season. But once you get into it, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't put extra emphasis on it or anything like that. I don't have to because it's important to the kids. They already know it. So. I was thinking you mentioned 
team didn't close quite the way you wanted, and, and TCU a little bit with that pressure at the end too. Is, is that what teams are doing to you, or is that something you guys are, are having trouble with yourself? Well, I think that, uh, you know, certain times we've looked really good against pressure, and certain times we haven't. Uh, I think uh, uh, in the uh, in both those particular games, I think the other team did a good job of getting after us, but I also think we did a pitiful job of handling them getting after us. Uh, uh, you know, we we we've got a, we've got a team that uh, uh, with Frank or whatnot when he's playing 35 minutes, uh, you know, does such a good job at late game situations. Go get open on your own, and sometimes he doesn't have the same energy level to get open on his own as maybe some. And he's real important that he does, but. I think we'll handle it better moving forward. At least I, 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 we've, we've worked on it a lot yesterday, a lot. That was our whole emphasis during practice uh, yesterday. So, so, um, um, but a lot of it's other teams because when other teams pressure, you're going to turn it over. And when you play cautious, almost play uh, not to screw up or play to run the shot clock out, I think sometimes you screw up more uh, because when you really get down to it, it becomes a, you know, it becomes a, 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 a a game where if you manage the clock right, it's impossible for the other team to come back, and you know, and so sometimes you start thinking like that, and okay, we're not going to take that shot. Let's be a little conservative here, and I think that's when you struggle the most. But there's certainly some things we can do to improve and tighten up, no question. Some of your uh, defensive numbers have been a little bit better in conference play. Uh, been a lot better, yeah. Field goal percentage defense. Um, was there a key to that, or what? What do you kind of how do you explain that? Uh, I don't know if there was a key. I, th I thought all along we had potential to be a very good defensive team, and I don't know if we're very good yet, but I think we're heading in that direction of being pretty good. And, and uh, uh, But we played a hard schedule. I, I, I tell you what, folks, you, you shouldn't even look at your, your overall season stats. Just look at your conference stats and when everybody's playing the same people. Uh, because your overall season stats, you could have you could be one team 120 to 40, and your scoring margin and rebound margin and all that stuff. It, it, it's it's not real. Uh, uh, and and we we benefited from all teams benefit from it. we benefited from it. Other people benefited from it. But the bottom line is, uh, you know, I, I really think once you get in a conference and you're halfway through your league play, you can tell who you are more through conference stats than you can through season stats. And so our our, our season long stats haven't been very impressive at all in my opinion, but our conference stats, and, and I don't study it daily, but our conference stats from an offensive standpoint, efficiency from a, uh, 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 obviously from a uh, defensive efficiency have been much, much better. The one thing I would say that we had, two things I'd say we haven't done well in league play at all is, sh is shoot free throws and rebound the ball. We definitely, I thought, were rebounding the ball, shooting free throws better out of conference. And, and I can't really blame that, free throw shooting on competition. You know, usually you Nobody guards you when you shoot them, so you can't really blame it on that. But but we got to get where we can make free throws consistently. Have you guys done a better job protecting the rim than maybe you thought you would? Um, nah, not better than I thought we would. I still don't think we're near as good as what I thought we would be protecting the rim. Uh, I still, you know, I watched the Oklahoma State game today. Again, I've, I've watched it two or three times, but but uh, I, I'm amazed at how many bad times they got all the way to the rim. You know, uh, I thought Iowa State and K-State, we probably did a better job of not letting them get all the way to the realm. But uh, maybe we've done a better job in the last, uh, uh, you know, three or four games. But I still think that's a big area of, uh, that we can improve in. You, on, on the defensive side of things, do you have an idea of field goal percentage numbers or things that you want to be at, like benchmarks in terms of 
No, not really. Uh, um, you know, I think if we could sh if we could hold opponents under 38, I'd be really happy. You know, historically, if you could do that against good competition, you'd be really happy. Uh, a lot of people think under 40. But some of the best defensive teams' field goal percentage is 41 or 42, but they create enough havoc, they get more steals and do some other things that, 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 uh, that, that kind of offset a higher field goal percentage. So, you know, it's all in your philosophy. But, you know, in, in my world, if we could average seven, seven and a half steals a game and, and hold opponents to, you know, in the 38, 39 range and, and, uh, and then be, you know, plus – five or six on the backboard, I would say, well, that we're, we're starting to gain on some things. We're, we're still in some possessions. We're limiting other people's possessions, which is probably pretty good. It's been 30 years since you played at Oklahoma State. 20 30 years. years. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, parents within an hour drive, that's still home country for you. Is, is it always going to be special to go back there? Uh... Yeah, it, it, you know I love I love Stillwater and I love OSU. I mean, it, we we spent eleven years of our life there, but it's not like it used to be. You know, when I was at Oral Roberts and just left to go to Oral Roberts, and we played there every other year. We went home and home with them. You know, that was kind of a, a unique deal for me because I was so young and didn't know. And you know, I'm gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna take our team. We're gonna go show everybody over there all our friends and what we can do and we end get end up getting 39 and 42 I think but but uh you know Tulsa we didn't play Illinois we didn't play I'd say it was emotional for me going back there our first game back here because uh, it was a big Monday if I'm not mistaken and they had a final four team they were great and we weren't quite as good and and uh and they I think I called three timeouts before the 16 minute mark uh, uh because things weren't going real well but um, it, 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 it's not it's not anything different for me anymore. It's it's just a it's just like going to Ames or just like going to Norman or except you have a chance to see people after the game. Uh, I won't see any friends before the game. I, I mean, for the most part, uh, at least that's the way it usually works. And, and uh, I certainly won't try to have lunch with anybody or anything like that. And then and then uh, after the game, I'll get a chance to kind of reconnect with some folks. But it's always good to see familiar faces. Place is important to me. I mean, a lot of people there help raise me, uh, that kind of stuff. So appreciative. But but uh, over 30 years, it kind of dwindles. You know the emotion that uh, that you have when you go back. We saw a little last game here from the players. They were very happy for, for Wayne having yeah. a good game. I think a couple games ago, Harry had a good game against Kansas State. It seemed to be a lot of like. Support. Do you see, see that with this team that they're very kind of I think I, with each other? You know, there, there's a lot of intangibles going into having a good team, and one of them that, that, that goes into it that I think is can be so uh, uh, misused and you take for granted is I think they actually like each other. Uh, uh, there's a lot of teams that you act like they like each other, but deep down they don't like each other. You know, they – yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah, right. But what about mine? I mean, he's taking my minutes. Yeah, I'm really happy for him, but he's taking my minutes. That's the mindset from some some teams. I don't I don't see that with this team. I think they're genuinely happy with each other. I think they like each other. I think I think they they really want each other to be successful. And and when you have two players that are as respected as Perry and uh, and Wayne, I, I think I think our players genuinely care when they do well, especially when a guy maybe has been laboring a little bit and and uh, you know. You know, we, we, we talk about, you know, Perry, he, he spoils us because he's so consistent in so many ways, but he made a couple of tough plays against Iowa State that were huge. I mean, uh, 
a charge he takes and making the basket and going down on his shoulder hard and getting up for and, and being back in transition to just to to, uh, to stop them on on one possession things like that those are things that kind of go unheard of but those are things that make coaches most proud and, and I, I the players get it they they understand they understand when guys are performing well and when guys need something good to happen and certainly Perry went through a little rut and Wayne's gone through a little rut and hopefully they're back out of it now What 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 is he? Thirty two three? Twenty eight three. Twenty eight three. Okay, I gave him too much credit. So 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 yeah, it's pretty good. Uh uh he's not as good as twenty and one. He was twenty one at one time, but uh uh yeah, he's done a really nice job. You know, one one thing you look at it, Wayne's made shots in league play, uh Kelly's made shots. I mean uh, uh excuse me, Brandon's made shots in league play, Devontae and Kelly, although they were making shots earlier, hadn't really made shots in league play. We can kind of like this and that, but one thing that has been consistent for the most part um, is that we've taken better care of the ball. Even though we had 16 the other night, I still think we did a better job of taking care of the ball till late. So, and Devontae's been a big reason why. You watch a game like Oklahoma, West Virginia, not that you're necessarily rooting for somebody, but you understand if West Virginia loses, you're going to be two games up yeah. on that. How, how do you watch a game like that? Are you coaching in your head? No. Nah. Not coaching, not coaching in my head, but I, I do have favorites. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's some teams that to me, I don't necessarily care for them more than the other teams, but there's certain situations that we may pull for a team more than than others. Uh, uh, but you know, it, it's so early. Uh, you know, you you want something to happen, and and uh, my my thinking is a lot of times when you wish for something to happen, especially early in a conference play. It turns out to be totally irrelevant late, and it may end up biting you. So I, we just watch. We just watch. And and, and uh, certainly it's nice to have a two-game lead uh, uh, halfway through it. But to me, you know, we still got to play West Virginia twice. That two-game lead could go to zero uh, uh, if we don't take care of business. So uh, we just try to watch, not get too hung up or too emotional on what's going on, and then, you know, just focus in on what we need to do. It seems like. Uh, Iowa State late in the game and West Virginia that really pressured the ball and Oklahoma State some too. Does that affect how much Devontae plays? It could. It could, yeah. Uh, you know, the thing about it is, uh, you know, Devontae's going to play, you know, his 15 to 25 minutes. That's, you know, just depending on how the game goes. And Frank's going to play his 30 to 35. And Wayne's going to be locked in and play a certain amount more likely. And Kelly and Brandon too. Uh, you know, it may be a little bit more, but it's nice to have basically five starters that you can play back there uh, and, and and have confidence with them. So any of those combinations, as long as Frank or Devontae's on the court at the same time, I think any of those combinations can be effective for us, just depending on who's playing well. And Bill, you talk about practicing one way and then scoring kind of a different way about making plays. What is that like as a coach? When it happens all the time. It, hap it, it happens all the time to all programs. But, you know, okay, this is how we're going to play, this is how we're going to play, this is how we're going to play, and all of a sudden valve problems dictate well, that takes away the low post and, you know, this and that. So now you kind of tweak it. Okay, how we get the ball to where we want to go without doing it the way that we have scripted it, so to speak. Uh, and that happens all the time with all teams. And, and that's one thing that our team has done a pretty good job of thus far is, is be able to adjust on the fly. I mean, what we did against Iowa State offensively was, 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 was not anything remotely uh, uh, on, on, on film looking at it that that was really – bright to do it wasn't but 
when the way they defended the post and how ineffective we were scoring on the post uh, and just become, hey, we're just going to be a drive-it team, uh, I, I, thought, I thought our guys adjusted pretty well and, and actually did a pretty good job with that. So, and, and, you know, we probably practiced playing that way, you know, 15 minutes. So, so uh, uh, I think a lot of teams have a lot of things in their, in, in their package that maybe they don't plan on using. Well, that was one of those times that, that we actually did something that we didn't plan on doing, and it worked out okay. This might be a weird question, but with your bench and the different skills that you have, like Brandon and Devontae and Cliff, are you a good adjustment team? Like, can you bring in guys off the bench and they give you a different uh, style? Does that make sense? Uh, no, I would say probably not. I think our I don't think our style changes based on – like, like if, if they're trapped in the post and giving us problems trapping the post, and then maybe our emphasis isn't getting into the post as much. So we're going to try to twist something else up. And, but but I, I don't look at it like, well, if we're going to play this way, we definitely have to have him in the game. I, I don't look at it like that at all. Uh, I look at it like that probably more defensively than offensively. Like, okay, they're playing two four men. Now who's Cliff going to guard on the perimeter? That, I would look at it like that. But offensively, we're going to try to do the same things, whatever whatever our goal, game plan is. Uh, uh, regardless, we just may have to tweak it within within the game, and and uh, certainly it, it would be nice if we could just say, okay, we're just going to come down and we're just going to throw the ball inside and play behind that. But Iowa State didn't guard the high post, so they doubled the low, and then that made it kind of hard to do that. A lot of us heard David Beatty yesterday for football signing day. What is it for you when it comes to recruiting a guy? There has to be one thing you see out of that player beyond skills that. You've got to get out of guy that okay. This this is the type of player we want in our program. Is there one thing? Well, if, if you're looking at what we look at when we recruit, uh, I would say there's three things. Uh, uh, and I don't know what that would equate to in football, but in, in basketball, it'd be uh, how athletic, how explosive, uh, uh, can he shoot, and is he tough? And I would think in football you have probably something a little bit different than that, but. And in theory, probably something pretty similar. Maybe a receiver can he catch? You know, I, I don't know. But uh, uh, but that to me is what it comes down to. And and then if you're unsure on a guy, which we've been unsure on many, uh, you know, it comes down to basically is he tough and will he be a good teammate? And if if you're if you're going to be a good teammate, if you believe that, and, and if you're tough, you're going to find a way to help your program. Now it may not be in year one, it may not be in year two. But it could be in year three and year four, and and I think that's where it's a little bit different with us because with the really good players we're recruiting, we're projecting them for one or two years. With football, you're projecting them for four or five years, and so sometimes I think in football, at least from my vantage point, Dave knows better than me. Intangibles can maybe be more important trying to evaluate that in football than in basketball. Like on wigs, you're going to take wigs no matter what, or Joe, you'll take them no matter what. But when you're taking a, a, a football player that may need a red shirt or this or that, you're trying to project down the road. And, and we've, been, we've been fortunate because we've been able to get good, immediate players, but we've also been able to get players that's developed in our program, the Landon Lucases of the world or the Travis Relifers or Eliza Johnsons or the Kevin Youngs that have really turned out to be good players over time for us in large part because they were tough and had intangibles. If that made any sense at all. Coach, how have you seen Phil Forte improve the last three years? How's Phil improved? Well, I, I, you know, he shoots it as well as anybody, but I, I think I think his conditioning has probably helped him as much as anything. He he moves without the ball better than anybody in our league. Um, uh, he's tough as nails. Uh, 
I think his ball handling has improved where he's getting his own shot and he's also forcing help and getting another shot. Uh, whereas maybe his first year, he's more of a stationary type shooter, but, but, you know, he can score off the move uh, uh, really, really well. I think that's one thing that he's gotten very good at.